Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brennan McCullough, and the NFL draft is happening. What? Where yeah, are I don't know. I, what? I, was just, what I wanted to see what your reaction you was to me? that. No. <laughs> this isn't my house. Where no, are that's I, the thing. Uh, this is not a sports podcast. Sorry, Pat Johnson, <laughs> but uh, this is a video I, game podcast, but how are I you doing, Brent? I couldn't tell you a current athlete that's playing right now, besides like... Is LeBron James actually playing in anything? I or is he just he an actor th- now? Did he retire? I have I no idea. I don't know. No, me neither. And that's the thing, especially with the, the draft uh, particularly. It's all these – the new people, all the names I am completely unfamiliar with. So it's just like when people are like, so-and-so got signed to this team. I'm like, well, we'll cool. find out when we see them playing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It, to me, it's just kind of like crazy. Uh, yeah, I think it was uh, Yeah, Pat Johnson on a stream earlier this week telling me in the chat, he was saying he once had people sitting out on the street in their lawn chairs, like celebrating the draft, being like, oh, my God, I can't I- wait for this to happen. And then he was just blown away by it. But what ended up happening was the the people, the, they were waiting for the Eagles to pick somebody. And they yeah. It happened to be the case that they didn't even pick that day. It was the next day that the pick <laughs> happened. So it's like these people like getting all hyped about it were for the like wrong thing. A, a little uh, premature. I yes. remember when they started televising the draft and how many people were upset about it. Be like, this is dumb. Why are we like we have no control over this? It doesn't matter. Like we'll find out who the players are when the season starts. And now the draft's a thing. Now people it's are like, hell yeah, the thing. draft. It's like what, what, what? I don't. It's mind boggling. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So yeah, that's what's at least the, the going on in the news for me. I don't know. It's a boring ass week lately, friend. What's going on? It's for a you? bad week. I saw a clip of God. What's his name? Bill. Nope. Uh oh. Now I'm gonna pretend like I remember his name. Murray. Uh, no. It's like <laughs> HBO. Real atheist. Fuck. I forget his name. I don't know. There's a very popular clip of going around of him getting uh, a joint passed to him by Snoop Dogg when he's on his show. Uh, I forget his name entirely. I don't care about this human being at all. But he's one of those like pundits with like a talk show and like people listen to him sometimes for some reason. But there was a <laughs> clip of him going around this week of being like, why do people watch Twitch? It sounds boring as hell if you watch other people play video games. And anytime I hear God that argument, I immediately just go back to sports. Why don't you play football? It's because your knees are shot from playing in high school? Tough shit. My reflexes are shot because I'm getting older. That's why I watch this 17-year-old play on Twitch. Because he's a lot better at first-person shooters. So it's like the same And the community aspect. Okay, so now I guess we're diving into this episode. That's funny you mentioned Twitch. Right off the bat, I wanted to shout out the Doughboys podcast again. We've had Nick Weiger Hmm. on in the past. And uh, you song. This is now a Doughboys podcast podcast. uh, We would love for that to be the case. I don't think we deserve that (laughs) I don't listen to Uh, them. That would be rough. Dude, they're so good. Check them out. Anyway, (laughs) the reason I bring them up, though, is they started their first uh, annual uh, 25-hour stream. So I'm like, already one more than 24 hours. Good God, you guys are crazy. Full day. yeah, it's called the Delathon. So that that's cool. Uh, good branding there. But the thing is, they had it perfectly lined up. I tuned in for a majority of it. And in fact, as we're recording of this, they have two hours left. The goal was the Doathon was to be a big charity event for, and of course I forgot the organization, but the idea behind the organization is to help uh, establishments that struggled during the pandemic, uh, specifically in the restaurant business and everything. So the food industry really took a big hit. So they're trying to raise money for that. 
and their initial goal was $50,000. And I remember uh, just like jokingly, like before the Doathon even began uh, on another Twitch stream they did, Mitch said something to the effect of like, if we hit 100000 uh, the final hour will be a power hour. And uh, when they say a power hour, for those unfamiliar with that, <laughs> it means uh, every minute of the 60 minutes in an hour, you take a shot of beer. Uh, and that kind of power hour. Yeah, so you just get completely just annihilated. I think oh, by yeah. the end of the 60 minutes, it's like a solid like four or five beers, maybe even more. I don't know. It's not very safe to do, let alone after you're <laughs> as delirious of uh, not having as much sleep. Then again, yeah. I do want to point out, they did take turns. Uh, I think each of them got a nap in there. So like, it's not like just like a nonstop, just the two of them. They were like, they had a bunch of like guests involved. Uh, mm-hmm. Paul Russ made an appearance, Michael Cassidy, uh, Emma, Chef Kevin, Yusong, uh, all sorts of people were there. Uh, John Gabris, I think, if I'm not mistaken, made uh, either a cameo. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there was, a lot of really cool events that they did to keep the 24 hours uh, very interesting. So lots nice. of different gameplay and stuff. But yeah, this final uh, hour that's coming up uh, at this point, they have currently raised over $150,000. So they are three times what they were going for. And at this point, they're just going to see as high as they can possibly get it. Yeah. Um, so that's super exciting. And yeah, they are going to be doing this power hour. And honestly, by the time we wrap up this podcast, I'm going to hopefully catch some of that. And good God, I've, uh, good luck to all of them. It's always amazing to see people do charity streams of any kind. Uh, because, I mean... You wouldn't be doing a charity stream if you didn't have some kind of community. If you only had, like, one viewer averaging every stream you do, you wouldn't do a charity stream. Um, but anytime I see a charity stream, it's always... The people always set the bar pretty low of their goal because, you know, you don't want to say a million dollars and get nowhere close to it. So they yeah. set a reasonable amount, and then within the first hour, almost every charity stream I've ever seen has blown through their initial goal. Yep, it was within the first hour that they almost hit, they were over half of 50,000. It was unbelievable, like, the amount of support they have. Like, the amount of viewers, I want to say average, was like 5,000 throughout almost all of it. So it's just like, they have the serious supporters, and yeah. uh, people appreciate what they're doing and the the charity they're supporting. Yeah, it's good causes. Very cool way to utilize Twitch. Way to go, Doughboys. I'm proud of you. Uh, it was very entertaining. And uh, yeah, just, God, I cannot imagine doing a 24-hour stream, let alone 25, one of those hours, the last one specifically being a power hour. Y'all oh, are crazy. Yeah. yeah, I think people have started to realize the formula for a 24-hour stream. And like what they're doing is you don't have just one dude on there for 24 hours because you're just going to get real sloppy. Oh, and, hell like, no. Yeah. curmudgeon and just real pissy and like... It's good to have, like, we got, it's like a telethon. You got stuff planned. You got different people swapping in and out. You got this and that. Just so the people who are actually going to be there for the majority of it can, you know, yeah, get a power nap for, like, an hour or two. That's the thing. I think, like, really early this morning when I turned it on, I was, like, up at, like, 6 a.m. feeding the cats. And, uh, yeah, they were watching the movie The Mummy. (laughs) (laughs) And just, like, giving, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, commentary on that while it was happening. So I thought that was a funny way to break it up. At one point, while I was sleeping, I'm pretty sure Mitch went on a journey to McDonald's and they took the camera with. And, like, they were driving (laughs) around Quincy and stuff. So, yeah, he was cooking stuff in his kitchen. So, yeah, they made it very interesting with, like, a GoPro attached to his head i yeah. shout out to them for like their creativity specifically emma previous guest of this show she orchestrated all of it and made sure like all the technical difficulties were seen through like good god she deserves all the credit in the world for this uh yeah absolutely brilliant job emma yeah i can't imagine the actual like production side of it and organizing stuff like 
because you know so much stuff goes wrong on you know any live event that goes for actually any amount of time i was gonna say more than an hour but even within an hour shit goes wrong so like if you got it for 25 hours you got at least 25 things going wrong minimum <laughs> yeah all the different guests all the different scenarios uh it was it was absolutely insane and yeah seeing chef kevin and uh you song reunited they were saying stuff like maybe donate and i'm like oh my god i want your podcast to come back please we need to <laughs> maybe don't back in the podcast feeds but uh, yeah, that's my little Twitch update. We started off on a weird one. We're going to talk about the games we've been playing. Uh, I'm sure there's not too much. In fact, Brent, no promises I'm there. Pass well, this one over to hey, you. Hey, <laughs> no, I I couldn't. You're the main host. You you by all means should go first. Well, okay, I don't have too much myself. Here's the thing. I've been messing around. Obviously, since I am on Twitch, I want to play some retro games. And I did find my childhood copy of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone on PlayStation 1. And that led me down a rabbit hole of like, hmm, can I play this on my PlayStation 3? And I was thinking that the type of PlayStation 3 I have, I'm pretty sure my parents purchased at like, and it was many months after like launch. So like, I was like, this is not one of the original launch PlayStations that everyone's like, yes, that's definitely backwards compatible with PlayStation 1 and 2. So I'm like, oh gosh, I don't think this one is. I fire it up. I throw in the PlayStation 1 disc, and it works. And I was like, wait, what? Because everything I was reading, though, online was like, it will not work for this PlayStation 3. The ones that say PS3 on it and not the full PlayStation, I'm like, mine definitely says PS3 on it. But when I popped it in, it just said PlayStation format disc. And I'm like, oh, no, it was going to, like, format, like, this whole, like, (laughs) friggin' drive or something. Yeah, Yeah, but then, no, I hit it, and we were able to play it. So I was like, all right, well, here we go. I'm going to hook that up to my Elgato HD60S, and we're going to get this on OBS, and I'm going to fire this up on the stream. Nope. Uh, I don't know (laughs) what the deal is with PlayStation 3 specifically, but they didn't have the capability built into the system that you can go into the settings and turn off, like, or disable the H... DCP. I honestly don't know what that even stands for. I'm sure Basco could elaborate for us, but this is <laughs> yeah. something needed for streaming. Uh, you have to disable that. So like it like protects ah. what you're putting out into the universe. I have no fucking idea. Anyway, there's no way of doing that with a PlayStation 3. So I was like, fuck, now how am I going to be able to stream my PlayStation 2 stuff? Um, or PlayStation 1. It's a PlayStation 1 game, but I no longer own a PS1. I do have a PS2. So I dug that out of a box, found all the cables. Turns out I was missing. The only thing I was missing was a controller. I'm like, fuck, where did that end up in like all the moving and college and shit? Yeah. Um, so I got some dinky controller off amazon it showed up today and i also have this adapter that goes from uh the red white yellow uh connectors to hdmi so i just hooked all that stuff up to the hd60 and it worked um i was worried for a second there i'm like why is the audio not working it's because the the cable in the back of the playstation was loose once i figured that out um everything's working smoothly and i will be able to play some playstation uh two and one games on the stream uh, but yeah, it's, I'm just glad that my PlayStation 2 even still works. God, that is the original one I've had since my childhood, and it's been, yeah, boxed up for many years, uh, moved around, uh, yeah, just very underutilized. So the fact that it fired up, no problem. I'm stoked about that. But I also have a copy of Harry Potter Quidditch World Cup on PlayStation 2. So I think that's what I'll be streaming tonight. Uh, I remember I would spend hours playing this game, and, it's probably not even that good, but I'm excited no. to revisit it and just be like for nostalgia purposes. But I think as like you win the different like Quidditch matches, like there's the different uh, teams you play against and stuff. And 
Uh, you earn chocolate frog cards. I don't remember enough. I'm excited to get back <laughs> into it. But, uh, yeah, I'm, that's the thing. Even PlayStation 1, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, that game is so bad. Especially if you watch, if you look at, like, uh, graphics of it, like, Hagrid, PS1 Hagrid is a meme. Like, oh, yeah. just Google that. It's absolutely insane. So, yeah, that's exactly what this game is like. It's so old. And I remember as a kid, I was like, this game is so legit and very fun and good. But as an adult revisiting it, I'm probably going to be like, this is going to be tough to play. But I, I w- kind of want to do it just to do it for fun on stream, see people laugh together with me at these characters and if I can pull off these tricks I was able to do as a kid. But uh, yeah, I'm actually more excited for the Quidditch game than uh, the Sorcerer's Stone. But even, what's the interesting thing about these games is they're highly sought after nowadays. I remember, like, if let's say I wanted to go to FYE and sell, like, that PS1 game and, like, trade it in for some kind of value, they'd be like, I'll give you a dollar if that. Nowadays, if you're trying to find this shit on, like, eBay or Amazon, they're, like, selling for, like, $50. I'm like, why? And it's just because I think there wasn't that not wasn't that many printed, but like there, I don't know. I I think there is some kind of supply and demand thing where now people are realizing there are no remasters of these games. If you want to play them, you need the original copies. Uh, Now they're hard to come across. You have to pay a premium. I'm like, Jesus. So I would like to play these games, but I luckily I have the first one and the Quidditch one, but the rest, if I can find them for relatively cheap, maybe, but God, yeah, I'm not going to pay like $40 for a game that's like 20 years old. No, absolutely not. You also wouldn't pay $400 for a pack of 12 cards. Wait a minute. God damn it. Wait a minute. Don't, maybe hey, I will then. Maybe you will. I mean, they were fun as a kid, but also as a kid, spinning around in circles until I threw up was also fun. So, like, it's True. relative to what fun is and your age. God, you're not uh, I would wrong. say the only reason there's value to any of these games is for people like you who are just deeply nostalgic. Be like, this game was good. I'm going to buy it and prove to you it's good. And then you buy it and then find out, no, it's dog shit. Yeah, and I can't prove that. There's a reason that. there's no remaster of it because there's really no demand for it besides just nostalgia. You're right. So, I mean, like, I played Comic Zone probably within the last decade. That game's garbage. It's a neat concept. It's brutal as fuck. And I do not wish to ever play it again in my lifetime. But I'm not going to also spend $75 to find a Sega Genesis cartridge of Comic Zone. Right. So it's it's this weird demand of people getting nostalgic for something, raising the price of it because they want it. And there's not that many because, frankly, they either got destroyed, lost, or just no one cares about them. And then the one person that does find it is like, well, if seven people want it, you got to figure out the price amongst yourself. So Exactly. And yeah, it was kind of funny though, opening up the PlayStation 2 for the first time in many years and the disc that was in there was Dark Cloud 2 and I'm like, that's what I'm about to start playing. <laughs> it's so, funny um, that you have a video game podcast and you're drifting further and further back into video games and haven't yep. probably played anything in the last decade besides Fall Guys. Yeah, no, it's true. I, th- that's another thing. Once I'm done with uh, some Quidditch tonight, I'll probably migrate over to Fall Guys because speaking of Fall Guys, they have Thin Ice Trials back, my favorite mode. Problem is, I haven't won on it yet. I suck. And I'm also not <laughs> trying that hard i'm I'm really haven't dedicated that much time to it usually when the trial modes are around it's like i need to play fall guys as much as i possibly can but life is busy lately so i haven't really been getting those opportunities but god it's still fun even just to watch some of my favorite fall guys streamers uh play that mode and watch them win god i love fall guys and thin ice trials definitely the best uh 
get on it, folks. I, the fact that Epic bought them, I think there's going to be some great things for that game in the near future. Well, Clearly, cross-play, that will be huge for that community. And then, uh, who, who knows what Season 5 has in store? I'm always very reluctant to say anything about, like, hey, this giant corporation bought out this, you know, either small indie studio or just smaller team for another company. But it's like, right. that so very rarely has anything good happening. Like, it's just the idea of those resources, you would hope it works out. They have the resources, yes, but we both know, as well as anyone who's worked in a corporate environment, that the resources very rarely get dedicated to what it, it should be going to or what the fans want. How many shows have been canceled in the prime of their lives? Because, hey, Fox just says, you ain't getting those numbers that we want, and you're getting cut down. So, just because there is demand for it and there are resources that they have access to, doesn't mean they will get those resources. That makes so, sense, yeah. No, normally, it's a giant corporation latches onto it and says, hey, you already made a profit, you already proved that you can make money, now make money for us, and now here's different systems and mechanics that'll make you, that'll make, you make more money for us. But in doing so, we'll piss off the audience and fan base and drive them away. And then the product goes down in quality, the fan base leaves, we shut down the studio, and lay off a bunch of fucking people. Yeah, I just am thinking of the games they currently are working with, like, what, Fortnite and Rocket League? If they do something like, I don't know, maybe five years from now, uh, Fall Guys will be completely free, and all the money they earn is through the in-game purchases and stuff, so who knows? Not that I want that, but (laughs) uh, at least more people would be able to access it if it's free, like kind of like Rocket League did. But all I really want is crossplay because there's so many friends I have on PC that are playing Fall Guys. I mean, I have a gaming PC. It just sucks ass and I never fire it up. But like, I also don't (laughs) want to buy the game twice. Yeah, it does. It's really bad. (laughs) You got to keep up with those things because it's that's, you know, that's the benefit of a console is like, hey, once you buy it, it's pretty much done. You just, you know, software or patch updates every now and then. But then, you know, within five years, there's a new console out. So, yeah, only. God, I want to say like halfway into this podcast, I got a PS4 and it was like, yep, I'm a console boy from now on because, yeah, it Forever. is much easier. Yeah. Yep. It happens. But those are the games I've been playing. And yeah, I'm just kind of getting back into a retro mood, maybe even seeing if I have any other PS2 or PS1 discs laying around. <laughs> be like, hey, I can actually play these on stream if I want. They're not good games, dog. I don't They're know what. I, if I think, <laughs> I swear to God, I think I saw Croc Legend of the Gobbos up there. And if I do, what? that'll be a what fun you? What? Wouldn't that they, game you're is gonna great. Pull out Ty the Tasmanian Tiger too. No, but no, Croc is good. I, especially like what's neat about the Croc game. I, wait, there was a second one, wasn't there? Yes, there was Croc too. Uh, I they have like nice little like secret areas and stuff. It's like you jump off the like side of a cliff and people are like, "Oh no, you're gonna go die!" And it's like, "Nope, there's like a whole thing down here." And it's like, "Oh shit!" So like, I love <laughs> yeah, shit. I love games like is. that. Yeah. I mean, I played Micro Machines on the Sega Saturn. I'm not going to be bringing up a system to stream that just because of nostalgia. I know those games aren't good. They do not hold up. Dude, Croc's little noises, woohoo, or whatever. It's just so good. You're just deep, you're balls deep in nostalgia, and I fully blame Harry Potter. Yeah, no, it is. It is. It was DBZ last year. It's Harry Potter this year. I'm just a sucker. (laughs) Might I recommend something new? Maybe something from this millennia. No, it's going to be Lord of the Rings next year. You watch. Oh, God. Oh yeah, they had Amazon canceled the Lord of the Rings MMO uh. recently, which is weird because there already is a Lord of the Rings MMO. I played it for a hot minute with Mark in college. It's free. I I don't know why they're making a new one besides just trying to capitalize on the franchise and licensing, but also MMOs are the biggest 
hole to just throw money into for any video game. So I don't know why you would think like, hey, this is a way we can recoup our loss. Like, no, that's just that's just burning money away. I don't know why any company tries to do an MMO these days unless you just have a trillion dollars. Yeah, and that's just seems like a giant competitor for something that already exists, like the Elder Scrolls Online. I mean, not to say like Lord of the Rings and the Elder Scrolls are entirely the same, but it's like, bro. It it's def- you're definitely fighting for the same audience. Whether they you're fighting for two groups of the audience: people that care about this intellectual property, like Lord of the Rings, or people who care about MMOs. And yeah. that that's the one you're fighting with all the games for. While it's the one just for the property, you you can usually get those. But it's also they have to be the fans also interested in MMOs to play. So you're fighting against WoW. You're fighting against Final Fantasy XIV, which is massive right now. You're fighting against Elder Scrolls Online. You're fighting against a lot of stuff for MMO territory, and they're usually around to stay if they're the, like if they survive more than four years. So right, I yeah I don't I mean the Lord of the Rings MMO is still online still functional. I didn't particularly care for it, but I was also playing a wizard whose magic is fueled by your health. So every time you cast a spell, it costs you some of your life, which we didn't find out till like level fifteen. So that sucked. But. Yeah. Speaking of MMOs, I was just thinking, I'm like, whatever happened to that game, New World? That was supposed to come out this year. It, it's actually still coming out August 31st. It was like a beta. I was watching oh, uh, right. some streamers play many months ago. And in fact, I had access to the beta, but I only had it for like the last day and then just never even installed it. I was like, fuck. Yeah. Uh, but no, this game looks really cool, actually. It's, but again, I say that with like a grain of salt check it out on your own time listener but uh yeah new world is an upcoming massively multiplayer online role-playing game by amazon game studios set to be released august 31st 2021 and uh yeah it was previously scheduled to release in may of 2020 that's right okay so i was like yeah it's a whole year later plus so yeah uh another mmo to keep your eye on uh we'll see if it lasts those initial four years like bren was talking about i doubt it but we'll see yeah. Amazon's not usually one to let stuff sit. And for those interested, it's like the colonial setting. I'm pretty sure like you're sailing like off to the new world. Yeah, colonial Spanish Inquisition sort but of style. they do have like fucking crazy ass like monsters and shit, I think. So it's not just like boring ass like, oh, you're going to go like steal lands from Native Americans. It's like, no, you're going to go fight like Monster Hunter characters and shit. I have no idea. You're going to go fight Witcher monsters and then steal land from Native Americans. Probably. Yeah, that, that might be involved. It's not great. No. <laughs> but yeah, that's about all that I have as far as the gaming news and stuff. What's going on with you? Anything? I know you said not much. Absolutely nothing. I may be oh, played <laughs> an hour or two of Binding of Isaac all week. It has been a pretty bad week for me. Oh, so damn. Sorry I have not that. gotten around to playing a lot. Well, during that hour or two, did you have any good runs? No. I usually oh. stopped all the runs because I'm trying to do the... Uh, final boss dogma and then the beast with like different characters and to, like i explained in the last episode to get them you have to have an item that'll teleport you out of the boss room at the end of the run and either i get to the run i fully to to fight mom you have to fight mom on the like normal basement level you can't go to one of the offshoots that have now been created for the final level okay so, so I'll either forget and go to one of those offshoot levels and then fight mom and be like, hey, why didn't the thing appear? Oh, god damn it. And then I have to reset the run. Or I won't find an item that'll teleport me out of that room. Or I just have a shit build. I'll get to like the mom fight and be like, I don't I don't want to fight the boss with this. This is just a bad build of items and I got unlucky. So I'll just restart the run. 
So I'm just having bad luck with that too. So dang, yeah. dude. I mean, there's no real reason for me to do it besides just here's something new to aim for while I play Binding of Isaac for the umpteenth time. So it's not like I'm trying to unlock a new character or anything. It'd be like one new item if that. Got but, it. Yeah, so I'm not like super upset. So if I'm like halfway through the run, I'd be like, these items suck. Just burn it. Just just reset the run. Uh, I'm not. You know, there's no real time loss there. But yeah, honestly, a lot of shit happening for me. So not a lot of games going on. No uh, worries, dude. It's 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 like that sometimes. Yeah. Uh, definitely been like that for the past year or so for us. No, I'm, just <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing. Um, yeah. but we can kind of go into the news and maybe wrap this episode up. It could be a shorter one. News-wise, I want to shout out Jeff Goldblum is doing a Dungeons & Dragons podcast. I saw this headline somewhere, uh, and it's called Dark Dice. Uh, Isn't Basta a huge fan of Goldblum? If only we had him on. (laughs) Well, he he based his D20 modern priest character off Jeff Goldblum. Yes! I don't know if there's much more else to the (laughs) fascination with Basta and Goldblum than that, but... Okay. I mean, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, no, I feel like he's... He's been wildly a- charismatic. I understand the appeal. Exactly. And that's what I mean. Maybe, uh, listener, if you have any interest in that, check it out. Dark Dice. I'm going to have to look into this. It sounds like it could be good. We did a Dungeons & Dragons podcast once. No, we once. didn't. You can't no. prove it. <laughs> you just talked about it. Uh, yeah, this is not surprising. People, you know, Critical Role is getting bigger and bigger. Um, it's getting its own. It got a Kickstarter. It's getting its own animated series off the first campaign. Um, and since I mean, there's been plenty of others who've done stuff, but, like, there's no denying it. If you want to be pissy and be like, oh, Critical Role's not true, whatever. Uh, Critical Role is by far one of the most popular D&D shows. That is the most, oh, like, totally. recognizable, yeah. even if you don't really know about D&D or who the people are on it. You know, you've heard of the name at some point on the internet. Definitely. Um, so it's just been a cavalcade of people kind of riding the coattails of that, of, like, well, this is viable. We can make a compelling, ongoing story while still having a game element that people like watching on, like, Twitch or something, while also having a fun, silly element of, like, a podcast of people just fuck, you know, shooting the shit and fucking around. And yeah, that's hell. what D&D is, so it's... The McElroy brothers in the Adventure Zone are what even spiraled us into doing it. I'm pretty sure that was definitely our inspiration. I'm sure they were inspired maybe by Critical Role and others, so yeah. Oh, yeah, there's Dimension 20, which is great. There's, uh... I mean, I can't name there's so many, but there's yeah. a ton of other ones out there besides Critical Role. So it's like, if you're interested in it and you don't want to, you know, you think Critical Role is too much or it's too much of a hype to follow, there's plenty of other stuff out there. Yeah, almost better than Dragons. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, but yeah, then it's it's bigger now than ever, especially with Twitch. A lot of people streaming it on Twitch and just streaming all of their games. Um, a lot of what's kept me busy this week has been my D&D games. I have playing one with a group of friends. And then I'm also trying to run a game with some friends uh, that I'm setting up. But right as I started setting up, uh, shit happened. So now I'm very occupied. So uh, I haven't gotten as much as I wanted. But yeah, there's plenty of like modules out there with D&D Beyond and Roll20 and a bunch of other websites you can play online. It's actually debatably easier to play online than it is in person now. Yeah. Because online you have a computer with you that knows all of your things for you. So you just click a button. It's like, ah, I don't have to remember what the effects of that spell are. It's all imprinted in this code. Hell yeah. It's actually much more convenient to play online. I told my friends, even after quarantine's done, even if we can meet in person, I'm probably going to want to play online just because it's so much easier to run. 
That's understandable. Oh, God, though. I am having flashbacks to when we used to do a mouse guard campaign on Twitch. That was a long time ago and a train wreck. It didn't even end. (laughs) Nope. We got like four (laughs) sessions in, if that. Yep. And it it was fun while it lasted, but also I was a terrible DM. It was my first time trying, and uh, I'd be like, this is what we're going to do tonight, and it never happened. You got to start somewhere. You got to learn. Yep. Best rule that any DM can give to any other DM or anyone starting is just be prepared for shit to not go your way. Like you'll plan out like they go they go to point A to point B to point C to point D. They're yep. gonna go to point A and they're gonna go to point H and then go to point W. It's like just be prepared for shit to go off the rails and be ready to improvise at a moment's notice. So you want to have a lot of stuff prepared, but you don't want to have everything prepared, or else you'll get you know thrown off when stuff has to go a different way. Definitely. So, I'm curious if Jeff Goldblum will be a DM or no. a character. Uh, I think on the article it said he has a character prepared. Oh, okay, great. So uh, I'm guessing a charisma caster, so probably a warlock or a sorcerer or something. You know what? He should play Basta. No. The Basta inverse would just be a fighter. Ow. In person? I don't know. Does Basta even play anymore? Or is there a mobile game Basta's uh, trying out for D&D and... That's a good point, yeah. If, unless it's mobile, it's I don't think Basta plays it. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Goldman will be joining Dark Dice, an actual D&D play pocket. Okay, so he's joining one. He's not, like, starting his own, which is... Oh, good. my mistake. Yeah. <laughs> the, the title of that's misleading is, is doing a Dungeons Something's misleading on the internet, yeah. Douglas? God damn Never. it. Never. Uh, so, yeah, it looks like he, there's already a... a D&D podcast already established, and he's just joining onto the cast. Well, thank you for clearing that up. No, definitely. I thought this <laughs> was his podcast. The article. Yeah, no, I don't. I just pull up <laughs> article titles, uh, get a little uh, glimpse, and then uh, move on. Yeah, that's how the internet works. Yep. I am guilty. Uh, speaking of internet things, uh, this one's sad, though. Uh, the guy for the Keck W emo on Twitch has passed away. Uh, I don't know. Are you familiar with that emo? This is... Very specific to people in Spanish-speaking countries and Twitch and no one else. Well, that's what, definitely Twitch. Uh, everyone recognizes this one, I feel like. Hey, he's a BTT emote, so it's BTTV is an extension to get more emotes on Twitch in Twitch chat. Yes. So it's you know for a big uh, motivation to subscribe to people is getting their emotes. For BTTV, you can get them for free. So there's a lot of variety there. Yeah, his is KekW, which... I don't know. Is that like a misspelling of lol? I, I, I think that's the idea because it's him. Like the origin of laughing. it is him like laughing and it's just like his laughter is just like this wheeze and it's very, very funny and uh, contagious. Yeah. But yeah, it's just a bummer to see an icon like that pass away, but his, he will live on forever and uh, kick W and people will continue to use it. That's another cool thing about the icon. BTTV emotes is some of them are like animated and stuff. Not yeah. that one particularly, but uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of Cat Jam. We have that one in our Twitch channel. Uh, just like that white... Uh, kitty cat like jamming his little head to music it's so good mm-hmm. anyway uh but yeah thought i'd shout that out for people in the twitch community like you said those are the only people who even know what we're talking about and and if you're on your phone you only just see the letters keck w because you can't see bttv emotes on your phone which is kind of a bummer oh really that sucks I never yeah tried it. but uh is there anything else going on in the news or anything you want to shout out before we wrap this one up yeah let me try to compensate for my lack of games with actual stories oh what's uh, up Got Super Mario Party on the Switch. They are now allowing online play, so you can play Super Mario Party with people online. Which is I want to be excited, deal. but um, this is the same people that have like online capability with Smash and stuff, and we know how that is. Yeah, so 
<laughs> about that. I've seen a few people play it already. It's the update's already out, so you can play. Uh, was it all but ten of the eighty mini games can be played? So you can play seventy out of the eighty mini games with friends. Um, and everyone knows Mario Party is just a hot load of horse shit because you could be in first place for ninety five percent of the game, and in the last five percent of that game, you're in fourth place and you lose everything all at the last yep. second. Oh yeah. So a lot of just utter crap like that. Uh, so with the mini games, there's a lot of switch, a lot of variety with the switch controls. You got vibration, you got tilt controls, you got the buttons, you got the actual joy uh, sticks and stuff. It doesn't translate great online with the delays, with the lag, with the uh, you know bad net code that we've seen with you pretty almost universally across all of Nintendo's online games, except yeah. for like Splatoon and Mario Kart for some reason. So yeah, I've seen a few people stream this. And within seconds, they were mad, but that's just Mario Party. And then within minutes, they were furious at the online play of, like, I lost so many minigames because of just the input lags. So, it's possible to play Mario Party online with friends now. Don't play with anyone super competitive. Don't don't get too into it, because it's... First off, it's bullshit random anyway. But, the online's gonna be kind of rough. Yeah, sounds it. But I mean, it sounds like they're trying. <laughs> it's possible. It's it's more than you could before. That used to be exclusively a co- uh, couch co-op game. So yeah, it's something. That's cool. Uh, what else is going on? Oh, not game related, but pretty big news uh, for anyone who's familiar with the anime Demon Slayer. It's on Netflix. If anyone's curious and wants to watch it, or heard anything about it? Uh, it was like the highest-grossing animated movie of all time in Japan. I think beating out like Spirited Away and Frozen. And then it is the highest uh, grossing U.S. foreign language uh, movie ever. So, it the movie came out recently, or movie came out in Japan like a year and a half ago. It got dubbed and localized, so it came out to U.S. theaters. And then they're also showing it with the original Japanese and subtitles. Oh, nice. So you got, you got your options. And it is just gangbusters. It is just like insanely well-reviewed by everyone and it is just engrossing so much for a movie and it is very bizarre to see for an anime movie and it's not like there's been plenty of like animes and cartoons that have had been turned into movies and it's usually just a one-off isolated story that's self-contained in the movie but this is a continuation of the anime and the manga like where it takes place and it'll be leading into season two of the anime so it is just crazy to see that it's like to, to see this movie, you had to have watched the full anime, and it's doing this well. Yeah. So, anyone interested in Demon Slayer, it's a gorgeous, incredibly well-done story. Uh, the manga's finished, so you don't have to worry about it being ruined for going on for 5,000 chapters, like some. So, uh, yeah, crazy to see it doing so well, and crazy to see it you know, doing well as a movie. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, and what else? Back to video games real quick. We got uh, Riot. Uh, had the you know they you know own League of Legends. They got all the League of Legends spinoff games that are coming out soon. They got like yep. one for every letter of the alphabet or something insane like that. Oh god, yeah, it's crazy. They're making a lot of stuff and <laughs> putting all their eggs in that League of Legends basket, which it's working for them. Why, you know why not? It's people are invested in those characters, I guess. Um, but they also made Val Valorant. Uh, as of. I'm not even gonna pretend like a game. Valorant came out of some time ago. If you're playing it, you know about it. And no one else does. Yeah. Um, it's for lack of a better word, it's basically like an Overwatch 
sort of hero arena shooter. Uh, six heroes on each side go into arena and fight for you know, capture the flag or you know, king of the hill or something like that or just deathmatch. And I'm sure there's plenty of people who say like, oh, it's different by Overwatch, you know, because of this and this. I'm sure it is, but I don't care about it. I don't know about it. It's uh, yeah, rough version. comparison. Yeah. yeah, it's Riot's version of Overwatch as far as anyone who doesn't play it is concerned. Interesting about it though is like all these games, anytime you put anybody in a room together, they're going to be toxic to each other and start talking shit immediately, as we've seen mm. time and time again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Riot is going to start recording the voice chat for Valorant. Ah, so great. If you're playing this game and you're on the mics, it's going to be recorded. And if you're reported for toxicity or flagged by another player, they're going to be able to go into the game match and look back at the voice recordings to see what was actually being said. Honestly, as, as, as well long as the as, text chat, which they've always been able to do. As long as these players are aware of this and it's not like a, a big old secret and then they, I, I, even if it was, like, fuck it, like, don't be a dickhead and you'll be fine. Uh, I don't know. It's just, it's a, it seems invasive, but then again, it's also like a measure to like protect players. I don't know. How, how do you feel about it? Because to me, I'm kind of okay with it. It's going to be interesting because if you're talking to a mic, you're talking to a game that's not, you know, it's not a utility, you don't need it in your life, it's an entertainment service, you don't need it, you have to agree to their terms. Like anyone on a social media website saying like, hey, you're silencing my voice, what about my First Amendment rights? Listen to your dipshit, you dumb motherfucker. <laughs> I can't express to you how ignorant people are about the First Amendment rights, and how little that has to do with Facebook no. or Twitter. Is I, it none of us or? motherfuckers have read the Constitution. Who the fuck do we think I have having I had opinions? To. You did? Okay, I mean, yeah, I did, but do you remember any of it? I don't know. I had a lot of classes, but I was a communications major, so I had a lot of classes okay. about the First Amendment. Well, and that it, makes sense. As long as it's not the government and it's a private company, they can do whatever they want. Is it super shitty? Has it become near ubiquitous that we rely on social media for our news source, which is a horrible situation that we found ourselves in? Yes. Are they still able to just silence and you know take people off their services at will? Yes, that is within their right as a company. They are not the government. They do not have to give you a platform to give you your voice. So, right. if you're worried about people recording you on Valorant while you're playing this, don't use voice chat. There's text chat. If you don't want to get in trouble for being toxic, don't be toxic. It. I'm sure there's a way for them to always have recorded your voice chat because you are using their services, you are using their servers to talk with other people. So I'm yeah. sure the capability was always there. But now that they're actually doing it, and they're saying like, hey, we're going to be recording you, I I understand the logic to that. And I understand like, hey, an easy way to be toxic without being caught in text chat is by doing voice chat and just by screaming at people. Easy way to solve that is just mute the person. You can mute people on your teams and stuff in any game. So it's very easy to just ignore the toxic player on voice chat. I would be lying to say if I wasn't a little bit concerned about the company, especially like a company as notorious as Riot is with their, uh, you know, frequent dilemmas and uh, scandals that they're recording people's voice chats. And, you know, theoretically, it's just going to be locked away on a server for you know X number of weeks or days and then delete it and they move on. But there is a part of me that is worried that they're going to be holding on to that because, hey, free data. You know, Facebook, yeah, here, Facebook does uh, that already by making fake profile p- profiles of people who don't have a Facebook profile 
cool, dude. You got hours of me saying, yo, the enemies are around this corner. Nice shot, bro. Good headshot. Like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know. That's the thing I was thinking about it, too, is, like, as a company, you really want to allocate that much, like, data to after every single match, uh, transferring that audio file to some database in the event that you even need to access it. Most likely you won't unless someone reports it. So it's just, like, to me, yeah, it seems like a big hassle, but then again, it if they're going to implement this as like a safety measure, let's see how it pans out. I don't have a problem with it if I'm a player, but the only players that are going to have a problem with it are the toxic ones. So it's like, good, piss off the toxic players. Maybe they don't play your fucking game. Yeah, I mean, if I'm playing an online game, I'm not in the voice chat to begin with because of the sheer toxicity volume. Like, it's just, if I am in voice chat, it is with people I already know and are playing with to coordinate. And in that case, we're just talking about the game. So, you know, is it like, you shouldn't worry about anyone going through your shit if you have nothing to hide, which is a flawed argument. Yeah. But I I would be concerned of Riot is capable of recording you at any times while you're in the game. Who's to say I don't like put my headphones down, walk away, talk to my partner, be like, hey, my social security number is this. And now they could possibly have recorded that. And we know for a fact that we have had multiple, many, 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 many tech companies doing that and invading our privacy. Like smart homes, Alexa, Siri, all of this shit. They're recording at all times, and they are using that information mostly to sell you shit. They're using it to sell to advertisers while you're talking about a thing, and you start seeing that thing pop up on your banner ads like that week. It's because they recorded you saying that, and they're able to take that information. So at a certain point, we just have to accept, yes, we're constantly being surveilled and recorded. It is a surveillance state uh, with the age of technology that we're currently in. Riots had plenty of issues. They got plenty of scandals. I am, I like I said, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a bit concerned about this. I'm also not playing the game, so fuck if I care. But right. if a game was like, hey, we're going to be recording you at all times, I would just be unplugging my mic and be like, all right, I'm never using voice chat. So it is, I like everything, it's a slippery slope, which is also a bad argument because, you know, everything's a slippery slope in one way or the other. Or it's not, and it's, you know, life's very complicated. It's not easily defined by a proverb. But rides had plenty of issues in the past, and just them being able to record. I think you can prove someone's toxicity without having to record their voice chat, or you just time them out, or you know put a ban against those players teaming up again. Like I think there's plenty of other games that have found solutions to this without yeah, you recording know what? the voice chat. I just thought it would be maybe a. A simpler solution, but it might not work out. Who the hell knows how this would pan out? Because, yeah, the, it would take some really complicated technology. But imagine it just sending a transcript of, uh, like, like I don't know. You know how sometimes it does closed captioning? Like, it would yeah. just, like, uh, yeah, transcript what has been said. It, it would have to know which player is saying what. So I think that's where the, the difficulty lies. Exactly. But then if they're, like, saying, like, yeah, slurs or anything that's un- inappropriate, it should just, like, kind of flag that this user has this many strikes, get them out. Yeah, and plenty of other systems have that. League of Legends is notorious for being horrifically toxic and have now an automated system. So if you get, you know, your report gets sent to somebody, it's, like, digitized, it's, like, a computer figuring it out. It's an algorithm. There's plenty of times where people have been temporarily banned or permanently banned for stuff they didn't do or, you know, in context, wasn't that bad or so on and so forth. But yeah, that's all automated now on League of Legends side. So I imagine something similar to this. And sure, if you get banned from your favorite game, is it, is it world ending? No, it sucks though. And I don't know. I just, I think this is adding a new level of technology that they're not ready to handle. And it's just going to be messier than it is helpful. 
Fair enough. Oh, oh, and speaking of getting banned, I forgot to mention it earlier. During that Doathon, someone showed their toes, and I'm like, "Yo, you guys better yep. not let that Dangerous. get sent to Twitch." Nah, Twitch. They do enough numbers. Well, Twitch will ignore it. Twitch is Twitch plays favorites. They know who they like. They know who brings in the advertising money, and they let them get away with. Well, there we murder. go then. Um, but we were speaking about something earlier of uh, Epic Games buying the Fall Guys developers and giant corporations destroying them. Yeah. Um, well, first off, Crash Bandicoot and the Noid are teaming up. You know the Noid, that mascot from Domino's Pizza, and to that was used to say, "Ah, don't let the Noid ruin your pizza." And he was just a weird, like, red rabbit guy in a costume. Yeah, it reminds me of like the Whammy from that like uh, game show. I yeah. don't know that weird looking thing. Yeah, it's just a weird, crazy mascot that you was used to sell pizzas back in like the eighties and nineties for Domino's. Uh, and then um, some guy had a schizophrenic breakdown and thought the Noid was talking to him and uh, started killing a bunch of people in the name of the Noid. Um, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's why they stopped using him. The more you know. He's back, though, baby. He's back in Crash Bandicoot. Oh, man, I really hope he doesn't possess any more people. Yeah, we'll see. We'll find out. Uh, but we also don't have to worry because the company that was making the new Crash Bandicoot games and the new uh, Spyro games, uh, Toys for Bob, which was the development company, they had massive layoffs. They got a bunch of people fired. And now anyone that's still working for them is now working on the Call of Duty Warzone game because Activision is putting more money into Call of Duty than anything else. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, so if you enjoy your colorful, fun character platforming games, get fucked, nerd! It's all about first-person shooters. Army boys! So, yeah, that's kind of why I was concerned with Fall Guys being bought up by Epic of like no matter how good the parent company is, eventually it's not going to be making enough money, and they're going to change something to do something to make more money. That's how corporations work; they only exist to make money, and they do not have human rights. I can't yeah, they, express that enough. They, uh, I think they bought Fall Guys because they see money there. So we'll yeah. see what happens. Oh, absolutely! It's definitely a money maker. So I understand why they bought that investment. And you know, hey, the devs of Fall Guys, you made a. You know, probably a bunch of money for that. Good for you. But I wouldn't be surprised if there is a downward decline of Fall Guys of, or an increase in microtransactions because of it. We're not there yet. And, you know, hey, it's wildly popular. Maybe it'll never happen. But should it decline in popularity, maybe the teams will get laid off and be put towards, you know, Fortnite instead. Yeah, Rocket League. Any of that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, uh, we'll see. I... Fuck the Noid, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this for? Why yeah. is this a thing? Why does anyone care about the Noid? No, I don't know. And yeah, the Polygon article calls him Domino's Pizza Skunking Troll. What the hell? He, he would ruin skunking? pizzas. Yeah, so you'd like oh, man. spray a skunk on it to make it smell terrible so you can't eat it. Wow, I barely remember that. Anyway, I think we're going to wrap this one up. Uh, <laughs> let's do call. some plugs. Uh, Bren, where can our listeners find you on the internet? Find me on Twitter, ABTS Brendan. It's mostly me replugging my other podcast, Are We There Yet? Where we watch anime and give our review of it with our commentary. It's mostly me trying to defend one aspect of a show while two other people just dogpile on it. But it's, yeah. a, good, it's a good sampler <laughs> pack. It's a good sampler platter if you want to test the waters with an anime, see if you want to give it a watch, and uh, but not commit the time to it. We have not watched Demon Slayer yet. That is a big hurdle. Not ready to Ooh. hit that one yet. 
Definitely let me know when that happens. But yeah, listener, check out that show. And if you like our show, give us a like, follow, subscribe. We're findable at all the places at ABT Silence. Uh, specifically, twitch.tv slash ABT Silence is where I'm streaming a variety of games. Uh, currently Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. Uh, might be seeing a schedule update in the future. But yeah, Saturday nights I stream for like four or five hours. So if you really want to catch a long stream, that's when you want to do it. And yeah, tonight I'll be streaming some Harry Potter Quidditch, maybe some Fall Guys. I really want to get some Thin Ice trials in there um but yeah that's where you can find me and i also have a record label missedoutrecords.com if you want to see what's available for sale over there and the band that does our intro and outro music is a band called kind of all right head over to kind of all right.bandcamp.com for more music from them but that's going to do it for this week thanks for listening guys see ya see you